the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2021. Keep listening to hear Kelsey Bratcher as we share his talk, Automating Lead Conversion. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. I am a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I decided to actually change the topic a little bit. The one thing that I've noticed when I get in front of people is I typically go way over the head of most people in the audience. And so I decided that I'm going to come up with some ideas that literally anybody can do with minimal technical ability that will help you automate your intake process. And so those are going to be broken down into a couple of different categories. But the couple of things that I want to first go over is that uh, along the journey that I've been doing this for 14 years, I ended up meeting a guy named Jim Hacking at a conference similar to this one, uh, where one of my clients had won a competition, and Jim and I had gotten connected, and we've been working together ever since on automating his firm. So a couple of things to note. Uh, 15 million minutes roughly translates into $2.5 million at $10 an hour. So it's a little bit, it's not like insignificant numbers that we're talking about here. And one thing I want to point out is that when you're, when I go about implementing automation in a, a small business, one of my primary objectives are going to be the following. Like I like to be able to save time, like above all else, time savings can come from multiple aspects when you implement this type of automation in, your, in a practice like what you guys have. The second thing that I like to look for is how do we reduce, the, reduce or eliminate the likelihood of an error or a problem or a mistake from happening. Increasing speed, I, Jim harps about this regularly, is the faster that you can make things happen, it kind of directly correlates to the amount of money that you can make because it removes the friction that might be involved with getting somebody to take action on one of your offers or moving through a process that you have in your business. Making more money, uh, usually when you do things more consistently, it means that you have more chances at bat, and therefore you have a higher likelihood of hitting a home run. And then one thing that's starting to come into effect a lot more often is the scalability of a process uh, along the way. And lastly, when you go through all this type of like, thought process for your systems in your business, specifically with intake, uh, it allows you to kind of craft an experience for your clients as opposed to just shoving them through a process and making them come out the other side. So it can be something that is enjoyable for you, for your team, and for your clients to be able to experience a well-organized, a well-thought-out process, and we use automation to make that possible. 
So there are seven tool categories that I like to break down. The first of which is going to be, and this is the most important, so I'm starting right out the gates, so I'm not gonna make you wait to the end to find out what my favorite, most powerful technique for automating a small law firm is gonna be. It's a scheduling tool, and it sounds very simple, but I can tell you, as a, having been the client of attorneys, having worked with attorneys, enough of them to know that your scheduling game is weak. Uh, generally across the board, but I'll just go ahead and say that it's something that can be leveled up. And I'm gonna borrow some ideas for you from other spaces that I've been in uh, that are not just legal. So two-way messaging, if you guys are not using some kind of two-way communication for both, I, I recommend email and text messaging, but we're gonna get into that. Document signing during your intake process. Getting, being able to get a document signed easily is very important. So we also have form tools, how to collect payments, using a CRM, and then we're gonna talk about middleman uh, integration applications. All right, so with your scheduling tools, the most important thing is everyone comes and thinks of it like, oh, I'm gonna set up a meeting for 15 minutes with somebody, send them a link, let them pick a time. And that's kind of like an arbitrary way to look at it. And you may have used them for yourself personally, for your own appointments, or use it for different things, but a couple of different ideas that you might have in terms of flexibility is that your intake people, if you have an intake person or a receptionist in your office that kind of serves in that function, they could benefit from being able to set up their intake calls with your clients with a scheduling link. It doesn't have to be just you. And everybody in your office that has to have meetings with either prospective new clients or your, your current client base can use these tools to effectively save time, create a repeatable situation for every appointment type that you might have in your practice. So I mentioned intake calls. You could, if you guys are doing consultations, I know there's been some, some back and forth on whether or not those are something you need but consultations can be used to schedule with these uh, scheduling links. You can use it to schedule appointments with new hires. You can use it to host webinars or client appreciation events. If you're doing any kind of preparation for depositions or, medi or mediation, you can have your depot prep meetings scheduled with these scheduling tools. So one of the other things I wanna talk about is that this is like relatively affordable. You can send these links out to people. It's very a repeatable experience. The one thing that happens when you use a scheduling tool is it creates a triggering situation. So if someone schedules an appointment, then that means that they need to have a confirmation sent to them. It means that they need to be reminded that appointment's gonna happen. And then ideally, if there's that appointment results in a certain way, you might wanna follow up with them afterwards. It's very easy to integrate these into pretty much any software stack, whether you're using Lead, Docket, Filevine, Clio, Clio Grow, Lawmatics, whatever you're using, it's very easy to plug these types of scheduling tools and have it work with your existing technology. You can have pooled availability. So in the intake process, if you have two or three, more than one person that handles a specific task, but it doesn't have to be them, you can just make a pooled availability. So you end up with a situation where if you have a time slot that's available and one of your three resources is available to use that time, that you have the ability to do that. And then lastly, with this, and this is something that I've seen happen, but if you send a Microsoft 365, like Outlook, invite or a Google Calendar invite. It takes way less time to just set up an appointment using your own scheduling links internally. So if your intake person needs to set an appointment with you, rather than going into Outlook and trying to find a time slot, you can just use your scheduling links internally. So the best tools that I like by far is Acuity or Squarespace scheduling. It's gonna be the best bang for the buck. And when, if you work with someone like me, it's the best. But if you don't work with someone like me, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. So that's why Calendly comes in the mix. It's a little bit easier to use and a little bit easier to get set up. 
And then there's about a million other options that you could use if you already have one. That's good enough. But if you are looking for a solution, Squarespace scheduling, you could have everybody in your office using the scheduling tool for less than $36 a month. Two-way messaging is a, kind of the next topic that we're going to be talking about. And uh, at the minimum, you need to be able to send email, which probably is covered. You, but you may not have the ability to automate sending email, so you need to. But automate sending email. So I like to use either with Zapier in conjunction with uh, MailChimp or email marketing platform like that. It's easy to automate those types of communications. But instead of sending them from just a random email address, you might choose to, to use them to facilitate or the beginning of a conversation. So you're soliciting a response to an email rather than clicking a link and going to a website and reading something. And the same can go, be applied for text messaging. And text messaging is probably even more important than email nowadays. And so it's important to think about, does your existing like phone system, if you're using like Zoom or Ring Central or Google Voice, you have the ability to send text messages using those applications. But the, the one thing that's a little bit weird is like, how do I automatically send one of those text messages to one of my clients? So like if you have someone on your website that is filling out your contact us or consultation form, uh, rather than like hoping for the best, having them come to your system, give them a call to try to set up an appointment with you, why don't you send them a text message with a link that that client can then specify when they want to meet with you. And based on your, so it's a mutual, it creates a situation where you're communicating with your recipient in a medium in which they're comfortable with. Um, and then of course, there's some, um, some firms out here that have different, like if you're big on social media, you need to think about uh, what those particular applications look like, like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, yada, yada, yada. There are ways to go about managing those interactions uh, within your platform. And so kind of the big takeaway from the two-way messaging platforms is you want to start thinking about how that might work. Specifically with SMS, it's only going to get more important as time goes on. The third and like most important thing that I, I think is important to talk about with automation, and it creates kind of a similar situation where you have tools that you can use to assist or reduce the amount of time it takes to do something. So form tools are going to be a paramount thing that I've implemented in a number of different firms that I've been working with from you know, getting someone on your website to come into your CRM or doing something more elaborate like when a brand new client signs up and we need to collect details about their specific case or whatever that might be. We are providing an organized and easy to use feature that we can use to collect like that type of data. So a couple of ideas, you can throw these specialty form tools up on your website. You can use them to handle your intake calls. So instead of writing them down on pieces of paper or filling out custom fields in your CRM, you can just use a form tool that will collect the information that you want in the order that you want it in the required fashion how you want it conditionally. I guess would be the way to say it. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. 
and not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like. And more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. In addition to that, you can also build call scripts like into your form tool. So like if you answer the phone, thank you for calling XYZ company, this is Kelsey, how can I help you? Or whatever that might be. You can build that scripting experience at the same time collect the information that you need for that call. So a couple of form tools that I like to use um, that are very flexible that work with other stuff. The first of which is Typeform. It's very pretty. It's kind of expensive. It's a very flexible and easy to use tool. Jotform is another application that's super easy to use. It's the be- easily the best bang for the buck. It's HIPAA compliant if some of you guys have to worry about that. And it also has the ability to do some document generation. It's like a secret feature of it, which is kind of handy. And then lastly, if you have like some more sophisticated or hardcore data collection requirements, uh, it's worthwhile to look at a tool called Cognito Forms. Specifically, if you have like long or like inconsistent data sets, like someone's address history or employment history or their criminal history or whatever that might be, where some people might only have one and another person might have 10, like 10 places that they've lived in the past 10 years or whatever that might be. All right, so this is something that is probably obvious but I've received enough paper invoices in the mail to know that uh, it's probably not universal, but providing a way, if you need to collect payment from a client, give them an easy way to do that. And ideally, if you were to tie it into some of the other stuff that we're talking about, it can, it can kind of trigger like a magic type of moment. So eliminate the, and this is really silly that I have to say this, but I've had to pay with checks recently to an attorney. And it was a, an unpleasant experience. It took forever, and I'm lazy, and I don't want to mail a check. So like providing an easy way for them to do that is uh, super important. So the last, one of the last things we were talking about is a CRM. And uh, the CRM is what was going to be able to be used to put all of this stuff together. Uh, it's a little tricky to implement. I mean, if anyone's had a go at implementing a CRM in their practice, uh, it's a little bit more outside of the box than some of the other stuff that I've mentioned. But it would be... If we were to take any of these things that we talked about, you could take any individual one and kind of go about a process of implementing just that, like just scheduling tools, or if maybe we want to take a so, whenever we sign up a new client, we want to send them our onboarding form. Uh, those are going to be kind of what you're looking at. Well, document signings in there somewhere along the line, I meant to talk about it, so I will take a minute. So a lot of you guys use Adobe Sign, File Vines, a Vine Sign tool, a variety of different signature applications. Uh, it's important to think about how, how you might use those. So if you have an appointment that gets scheduled online via Acuity or Calendly, and you're going to be trying to talk to that client about becoming a client or prospective new client to becoming a client, we need to be able to facilitate that. And so having the ability to easily provide them with a way for, to become a client is uh, kind of where that document signing process is worth thinking about how you can in- put that into your intake situation. So... If you're sitting there talking to a client and they need to sign face-to-face, that's one consideration. The other might be, especially in the last 18 to two years uh, with COVID, uh, being able to remote sign a new client has probably become very critical. So having the ability to send a link to them where they can either complete a form and it is the equivalent of signing a representation agreement, or if it's going to be an actual tool, 
One thing that I mentioned, or that I did not mention in here, is that PandaDoc, uh, if you're in a sales process, is uh, gonna be a lot more flexible for the purposes of selling. So uh, back to the CRM. I knew I missed something, so I do apologize. But kind of what you wanna think about with CRM, uh, there's a lot of different vendors here that are offering some kind of CRM solution that's specific for law. I intentionally use PipeDrive because it's not for that purpose. So any clients that I work with, I like to refer and recommend PipeDrive as a solution. And the main reason is that it's not focused on like doing law, it's focused on selling stuff. And so since you guys are selling legal services, it can be adopted to serve that purpose. It's also very flexible and can kind of combine all the different things that we've talked that I've talked about into one kind of uniform experience as far as intake is concerned. So the last kind of high level thing that we're gonna talk about is each one of these items can be built and implemented individually. And so if you did that, how do you make them all tie together and work together? And so there's a couple of different options that you have. Uh, you could have a really badass process internally that you guys like to use. In addition to that, you could also roll with solutions like Zapier or Integromat, or since I'm sure how many Microsoft uh, 365 users are in the room? Yeah, probably half of everybody or more. Microsoft actually has a solution called Power Automate, and if you're a Microsoft 365 user, that you probably have access to this account, and you can probably mess around with a couple of things without having to spend any more money. Uh, and it works really good with automating things within the Microsoft family of applications. Uh, but Zapier and Integromat are kind of like, from like level of difficulty and accessibility, Zapier is going to be far easier to get help with. It's gonna be far easier to find resources. Uh, Integromat is less expensive, but it's kind of, it can be a little tricky to use. But these are the tools that I use to wrap all this stuff together into one smooth, uh, frictionless process, or as frictionless as possible. And so uh, when you're thinking about the purposes of automating your intake, you need to break it down into chunks. And those chunks are gonna be more or less broken down into like meeting with clients, getting them to sign, who's dealing with those people, and these tools that I've mentioned are all gonna be used to support like that infrastructure. So I'm gonna open it up for any questions if anyone has anything. I know I went kind of fast and all over the place, it seems like, but uh, those are kind of low tech. Each one of those things should be low tech enough without any technical background, but a good systems you know, mindset. Uh, you should be able to roll out and think about how you might get those going. I would say the scheduling tool. Because it's gonna, for every new person you add to your office, it's gonna make their time more efficient. And for every new client, like every experience, like the example is like just getting a new client, like even if it's an existing client, to get them to come in and meet with you or have a phone call with you, you can use that tool to facilitate that experience. So from your client's perspective, it's easy for them to find a time that works for both of you. And for you, it makes sure that they have a confirmation. The likelihood of them showing up to that appointment and not wasting even more time is, is there, and then you're not doing the whole back and forth, like, hey, does six o'clock work? Well, what about two o'clock on Wednesday? And that's, I mean, it sounds arbitrary, but it's easily the most, and then it's also the best framework, like if you needed to build off of that, like what happens after that appointment's over? Like, did they sign up or did they not sign up or whatever? And you can build around it. And so by successfully implementing that, the only thing you really need to think about is how many people do I need to do this for? And then what are the appointment types that I wanna use in my business? And that's, that's probably the most, like if there's one thing you take away from me, implement a scheduling tool if you're not using it. And if you are using one, think about all the other ways that you're not using it that you could be using it. It's probably, <laughs> all right, any other questions? We have a 
Medical authorizations. So I've messed around with a couple different tools for that. We've built, I built Jot forms that are like linked with Chart Squad or linked with uh, medical authorization forms. And uh, basically, it's just like a basic form that they fill out and then a signature spot. And those match to a PDF. Um, the other option you could do is build, I think in Adobe Sign, you can make a form, quote unquote, that it serves as the document. So it's like literally a link you can send to anybody. It'll be a blank document, but they'll be able to fill it out and have it attributed to them. And so that would be a way to do it with Adobe Sign. PandaDoc is that option that I mentioned, and you can do that exact type of workflow. Well, I mean, me personally, what I would say, I mean, I lean heavier on the best-in-class like option for each each of these things. But like, there's something to be said about like an application that has everything all in one. And so, there, I don't think that there's a good all-in-one solution at the moment. And so, I wouldn't I wouldn't box myself out in in that way. But uh, you might choose to supplement if you can. I mean, I haven't messed around with Lawmatics in a while, but if I recall, they have an API. It's kind of flexible in that way. So you might combine it with some of the strategies that we talked about if you're not willing to go down like all in on best in class of everything, if that makes sense. But that's, that's it for my time. So, but I'll be here for the rest of the time. So if anyone has any questions, feel free. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.